Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Are you going to play that dastardly intro again? Oh, this movie's still fine. There's a Coley 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 You forget that films are supposed to have a point. Hello and welcome along to the worst idea of all time. And it truly does feel like just that. My name is Guy Montgomery. And Guy Montgomery is joined cross-Tasman by his good mate Tim Bat, otherwise known as Timbo. Self-appointed good mate, self-appointed nickname. You're breaking all sorts of friendship rules. Um... That's a really good point. I, I feel like other people have called me Timbo before, but I've really tried to get it into the popular vernacular. You've championed it. I've been trying yeah. to get uh, people on the tour I've been on, actually not so much this week, but in previous weeks, to call me Flash. Flash, because you're so quick? Yeah, I tried to get that in high school as well. <laughs> I never really took. You need to get struck by lightning. That's what you need to go and do. I'll start calling you Flash if you get struck by lightning. No, absolutely not. I won't be able to respond, presumably. What happens to the body when you're struck by lightning? You die, right? Nah, people live. Like, I think it's way less fatal than people think it is. I think some people have died, but predominantly people live. There's some dude apparently who's been struck by lightning like seven times or something. You just keep keep getting fucked up. By if Zeus. I was him, I'd just stay, you know, like, go back to one of the places where it happened yeah. and just stay there. Because they say it doesn't strike in the same place twice, Tim. They do say that. But surely there's something up with that dude, right? Like he's he's made a, something else to get struck. I should probably research that before I go shoot my mouth off, but I remember reading it somewhere. I assume it's true. He has a lot uh, of metal in his pockets. He loves <laughs> coins. He carries he one, nev- one coin from every country in his pockets. He never put the two things together as well. He was just like, I, it's so weird. Like, I'm just a guy living out my life with my normal hobby of collecting coins and keeping them with me at all times. Yeah. And I and, keep getting struck by lightning. And he always walks around with a little bit of water in his shoes. And his shoes aren't made of rubber. So he's a very interesting man. We should get, okay. him, we should get him on. I, I don't normally do this during the podcast, but... Um, I just started, uh, I actually Googled it, and I put man struck by lightning and it auto-completed seven times. Uh, a Wikipedia page has presented itself for a man called Roy Sullivan. He Roy- was born in 1912, and he died in 83. He what did he die of? He died in Virginia. Um, 
Well, firstly, like according to this, he genuinely was struck by lightning on seven separate occasions across like multiple decades. Um, <laughs> there's a section called statistics. The odds of being struck by lightning for a person over a period of 80 years have been roughly estimated to be one in 10,000. That seems pretty high. Yeah, that's quite likely. Yeah. I, so apparently the likelihood of this guy being struck seven times by one metric is uh, one in 10 to the power of 28. I can't do that, Matt. We need squirrel in here. We do need squirrel. God damn it. That university-educated boy could really be helping us out right now. Now, but- some someone reached out to us and said that there's evidence that squirrel might have gone to Duke. Um, oh, yeah. But I didn't. That's I right. forgot to watch for that this week. There's, so apparently there's a shot glass. I, I also forgot to um, look out for that. Yeah, there's a shot glass apparently. Hey, can I just say uh, right up top, thanks to our sponsor, Big Pipe. for um, They didn't bring you this episode. We did. Hey, well, people say that. Unless, brought to you by, it's brought to you by Tim and Guy. That's no, what it's brought to you by. Unless they downloaded it using uh, Big Pipe as a broadband provider, under which circumstance it, it has been brought to you, you know, created uh, by Tim and Guy and provided and actually, by... Big Pipe. I, I'm on Big Pipe, so it's getting put up on Big Pipe. So that's actually a good point, Guy. This is brought to you by Big Pipe then. Um, bigpipe.co.nz is their website. Uh, very quick, very, very quick internet. They kind of specialize in fiber, and um, that's what I'm on. Oh, boy, it's bloody quick. And they don't couple it with you having to get, like, phone lines or contracts or any of that kind of bullshit. They just give you the bit that you want, and they keep it real cheap. And They, they keep c- it so cheap. That yeah. you, you bring your own uh, modem. They keep you regular. Things. They're a very fibrous provider, uh, a great substitute for, you know, if you're, if you, if you're not getting enough fiber and if you've gone off wheat bicks for whatever reason, um, maybe, you, maybe you've gone, you know, you've gone off dairy and, and you don't like soya milk or almond milk. And so accordingly, no one wants to have wheat bicks just dry. So you, you've stopped eating wheat bicks. A uh, big pipe, you know, a great source of fiber. Part of your five plus a day. Yeah. Stop getting all glugged up. Get some bigpipe.co.nz in you. You want to do an um, S-shaped poo. What? I saw years ago, I saw a poo doctor on Oprah. And all I remember, the only takeaway was, uh, you want your, your stools to be an S-shape. No. Yeah, if you're... If you're, if you're How do- would that even... They, they're always a stick. They're always like a an L shape if we're going to pick a letter. An L, like oh, a little L. I was yeah. <laughs> worried for you. <laughs> uh, no, like uh, apparently you wanted to come out like a snake, and if if your if your diet's perfect, your your stools will actually spell out the word stool in the toilet. Wow, that's where it comes from, huh? Fact. You must be shitting a lot to be able to generate uh, five letters from it. <laughs> Still got five letters? Yeah. Yeah, it does. <laughs> that's good. I wasn't committed to that, as you could probably hear. So, for those of you who don't know, uh, Tim and I have just watched the Zac Efron vehicle directed by Maximum Joseph. We are your friends for the seventh time. And I was thinking about it while watching the movie because this is sort of the first, like, this is, well, this is the last year of doing this particular project. Uh, mm. And I was thinking to myself as I watched it, and it, this might be a reflection on how I'm feeling, but, um, it's around the seventh watch when you really start to question just the whole nature of the thing. I mean, yeah, absolutely. This is, I mean, that we've now watched the movie as many times as Roy Sullivan's been struck by lightning, and you get to that point and you start to question what it's all for, what it's all about. 
Roy wasn't wasting his life away doing this stuff. He was getting out there, putting coins in his pocket, water in his boots. Mm. The lightning hunter, they called him in Virginia. They called him what? The lightning hunter. Ah, that's good. It'd be good if his name was Rod instead of Roy. That'd be a nice little wrinkle. That would be a classy touch. What did you make of the movie on this, the seventh watch, Guy? I'll tell you who I uh, had a lot of time for and was really, really impressed by this week, actually. I thought they really brought the noise. Uh, Ollie, Ali, Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp. You use his real name on this podcast, mate. (laughs) I was thinking about that while I was watching it. Johnny Depp is embroiled in a huge controversy right now. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's probably quite. It's it's probably quite. It, he steps out of his controversy and into the world of we are your friends once a week to just get away from it all. Do you think? Well, we our naming of him supersedes that that event, and we don't need to drag it and and sully the good name of this podcast. Yeah, God damn it, Johnny Depp! Why couldn't you just keep your nose clean? Uh but he. Hey, hey, hey! We don't know. All right. We know. okay um he he just he turned in a really hot performance i thought um there so he what we haven't unpacked so far tim or i think we might have but we haven't done it properly is Mm. just how shitty the launching point for them going and working for pages like he does the speech he goes this guy He's our age. He invented Instagram. He's a millionaire now. Like, if I was hanging out with my friends talking about what we wanted to do with our lives and anyone yeah. was like, hey, so there's this guy who invented Instagram and he got really rich, I would tell that friend to shut the fuck up, go and focus, and come up with some real goddamn conversation starters. Because, of course, the person who came up with Instagram is a fucking millionaire. You don't need to feed me information I already have. <laughs> I think the point was that he was young, though, wasn't it? Or was it? I can't even remember. I don't... That came up. <laughs> I no, don't, it didn't. It's just, it's just ridiculous. It's like yeah. It's like hey guys, I know things aren't going great for us. If you need a bit of inspiration, get this. Someone made an app. The most popular <laughs> app probably in the world, and and this is going to blow your fucking minds, guys. He's real rich now. We should do that. I love conversations like that. People who are just like, oh, someone invented this thing. We'll just do that. Yeah. We'll just do that. <laughs> Oh, better yet. Oh, I thought of that. I thought of that ages ago. I can't believe someone else is getting rich on it. <laughs> that really busts my chaps. Because um, you may or may not remember this guy, but Johnny Depp says, is the, is the kind of transitional ramp to get us into Paige's office. All he says is, I've got an idea. But the idea was just him ringing Paige and going, yeah, okay. We're going to come <laughs> we and accept- work for you now. Yeah, because Paige offered them a job in that diner when he buys them all. Um, what are they eating? Is it lunch? He says brunch is on me, but I'm pretty sure it's nighttime. It's, I think that's like a cool thing to say. Yeah, you do think that. I just think it's bad writing. It's not <laughs> cool to be like, yeah, I'll get you brunch at 2 a.m. It's weird. No, nah, I think it's cool. It's like every meal is brunch when you're cool enough. If you get to a certain level of success in the property game, Every meal is brunch. I mean, yeah. Because brunch is the perfect meal du jour of like the 1%. Yeah, you know? forget about it's dinner. Like, brunch is the fanciest meal. It is. It's like, it's not sustenance. You're just showing off that you can pay for extra food that you yeah. don't need. 
and it's it's not big food either. It's like a croissant. You pay, nice yeah, coffee. you're paying eighteen dollars for eggs. I've said it before. I'll say it again. Nothing soothes a hangover like paying eighteen dollars for scrambled eggs. There is something um, uniquely healing about spending money when you're hungover. It's a it's weird, but it's true. Probably my worst hungover purchase was I got um, very hungover when I was about twenty, because it would have been when I was living at a particular flat in Wellington. Right, right on the end of Cuba Street, and I went to Michael Hill Jeweler and bought a watch. And unbeknownst to me, it was a woman's <laughs> dress watch, but I just thought it looked real cool. And then I had to wear it for like at least a year to justify the purchase because it cost me a couple hundred dollars. <laughs> I've got that, very skinny wrists. Oh god, that is funny. That is a disaster. Yeah. What? So, but what I wanted to say about uh, Johnny Depp this week, or I don't know. So I just enjoy. I enjoyed his acting in general, but so he he. You know, he's trying to rally the troops, get the boys' tails up, and he's like, hey, if you're ever feeling down, just remember, someone made Instagram, and all the boys are like, you're right, someone did make Instagram, I used that <laughs> app, I fucking love that photo sharing app, and then they all go off and get jobs. And then, after Squirrel dies, because JD's been loading him up with fucking cheap-ass dingers, uh, it's rat poison you're taking, Squirrel, honestly, do the research. They're all sitting around the pool, lamenting the fact that they killed their mate, and yeah. and uh, suddenly, um, like, and this is a whole other thing that I want to talk about this week, by the way, but Jarhead's like, nah, it's all going to happen. Cole, you're going to make that song, and Johnny Depp, you're going to become a big movie star, and you're going to bring celebs to the club, and Cole's going to be headlining the club, which is just such a bizarre aspiration to me, but I love it. I love the measure of success is whether or not there are celebs at the club, but... He's just involving everyone, first off. I like what he's doing. He's making a jigsaw and he's making sure that each piece of the puzzle is included. He's scrambling. Everyone can see it. It's not a good look. But <laughs> the thing is, then Johnny Depp's like, it's not going to happen. Like, he gives up on life. He's like, no, nah, it's not going to happen. We just need to settle for this real estate gig. I'm not going to be an actor. We're not going to be millionaires. And I feel like all he needs to do to fucking get his motivation back up is research whoever made Snapchat. Or, like, find out who Mark Zuckerberg is. Like, he's just <laughs> one Silicon Valley success story away from suddenly being like, yeah, I am going to be an actor. He's so up and down. Every pep talk of his is, hey, you guys, uh, there's this app. It's called Twitter. Someone invented it. We're going to be all right. It's like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> exactly. Johnny Depp. But Johnny Depp. Jarhead goes the wrong way about it. He doesn't, Jarhead's got, a, like, he's got some sort of, problem he's got a social condition undiagnosed i don't know what it is he might need a why do you why do you say that he's so volatile and he's passionate he needs a speech coach like he he slurs a lot in the daytime and i don't think he's dry he might be i don't know but he's like hey hey, where you going man what are you like where are you gonna oh come back i love him I think he, I genuinely think the guy playing him has either done a great job or is simply that dude. Yeah, I was thinking that as well. I was like, I, I don't think he is that dude. I reckon he's, he's. I reckon everyone turned up the acting to 11. Uh, nah, and, I don't reckon Johnny Depp did. I reckon Johnny Depp is no, playing himself no. in this. Johnny Depp was my shining light this week. Best line in oh. the movie, hands yeah. down. They're on the way. To wait, the, wait, wait. Can I try and guess what it is? Yeah. Because uh, he doesn't have that many lines first off. 
But is it when they're in the car and they're on the way to Las Vegas and he's saying um, how much he's going to get for each tab of ecstasy or something like that? And he just, he almost barrels the camera and goes, I fucking love me a festival. That is the exact line. It's not that. It. He, he rattles off all the drugs. He's we got uppers, downers, wizards, screamers, Roy, Roy Brissett. We got, and then he's like, he does. He pretty much barrels the camera. He looks just off and he goes, I fucking love music festivals. And I was just like, <laughs> God, I believe that line. Fuck I you. know. He really sells the shit out of that. That one, I have to give him top marks for. If he went into an audition and delivered that, he, he would land that sitcom that he's been trying to get. Absolutely. You really. It's weird that someone, is it him or is it someone out, uh, is it Jarhead who says that he's going to land a sitcom? Because I don't feel like he's a sitcom kind of a dude. No, he doesn't feel like a. He's got too much brooding intensity for a sitcom. He's no Joey Tribbiani. I'll tell you that for free. Uh, I think it. I think I don't know. I think Jarhead says he's gonna la- he's gonna land a sitcom. Yeah, I think you're right because that, that that's when he's going through that the bit you were talking about earlier. It's like Cole's gonna be headlining. You're gonna bring you're gonna celebs to that, the club. You're gonna land that sitcom. Bring all the celebs just, to the club. Life is so simple for Jarhead. He just wants celebs in the club. Yeah, man. And who doesn't, you know? Everyone wants some celebs in the club every now and then. Do you get starstruck? Do you know, generally I don't. Because my mum imbued... This is like such a great gift from my mother. Uh, She imbued me from a very early age whenever big superstars were on TV or anything. She'd always be like, they're just a person, Tim. They're just a person. It's like, it's true. And I I feel like I've carried that for... Because I've met some some reasonably famous people. I met... um, I met Slash once, shook his hand. Nice fella. Did you did you say anything to him? Uh I said, Would you like a coffee? <laughs> to which he replied yes. <laughs> you were working at a cafe. No, no, I was it was when I was working at the radio station and he came in for an interview. Oh, and you were the like meet and greet or you were the producer? Yeah, I was producing, so I was yeah, I was in there with him. I was uh I worked as a meet and greet on like a on a TV if uh, since X TV show on TV three and here in New Zealand called Sunrise. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. When Sun- I moved- it was, it's your typical like Good Morning USA style. Yeah, it's a morning show. I got uh when I first moved to Auckland, that was my first job. I got hired, uh, and <laughs> I'd have to like be at the studio at like five a.m. and uh, people would come in and I'd say, Hey, how are you going? Do you want a do you want a coffee or whatever? Um, I didn't. I, I met like I met a boxer called Shane Cameron. Who couldn't like his <laughs> He's a Kiwi? Yeah, He's his, not famous. Nah, but you know, I I didn't have that same. My mum wasn't like they're just people. My mum was like they are demigods. <laughs> Be afraid of them. <laughs> Always of like you know, and uh, so I met him. And that, that this is a, I don't know where the story's going, but I shook his hand and his hand couldn't close like because boxer's hands are fuck. He couldn't close the handshake. He couldn't like wrap the fingers around the underside of the hand because what? Well, because he. He uses it for punching stuff, and it fucks with your hand. Obviously, are you serious? Can boxers not shake hands? They That's can. So sad. They can like. How do they the, make a deal? They can put the hand in and like lock the thumbs in, and that's kind of enough. You know, you're shaking hands then. But anyway, within a week of uh, getting the job on the Friday after the, at the end of my first week, uh, there was a big meeting. All the producers were there, and uh, they were like, "Okay, so the show's been cancelled." <laughs> And I was like, Why does everything we touch turn to <laughs> dust, guys? And I was, I've, been, I've been made redundant from like three radio jobs. You've had 
two TV shows you've worked on cancelled. Yeah. The most prominent of which they destroyed the entire channel. They just pulled it down. And then, yeah, so I was like, oh, well, this, this is a shame. Um, and then, like, I remember a month later, the, the host, uh, whose name I shall not say, uh, I was walking through an alleyway, like, at nighttime, and he was uh, very drunk, leaning on a wall, and I was like, oh, I was, you know, I was like, oh, I, was, I kind of got to meet you for a week. I'll say hi. I was like, oh, hey, man. And he was like, <laughs> pretty belligerent. You, everything was going great until you came along. I'm pretty sure I know who that is. And that is an exceptional response to the circumstances. Find a fucking intern and put it on them. Yeah, you're oh, right. Damn. I was shaking hands all wrong. I was trying to get Shane Cameron to close his fingers around mine. <laughs> he took a complaint to the office. I fucking... Oh, man. Yeah. The Mountain Warrior, we call him in New Zealand, Shane Cameron. That is what we call him. He's a bleeder, though. He opens up too quick. Bleeds everywhere. Um, What I have been thinking about a little bit the last little while, not just through the watch, but it certainly helped, is Janky Rig and the Gyrating Twins. I want them to be like the the act that originally opened for Intergalactic Glory Hole, but then got so popular in their own right that like two years later to the day, Intergalactic Glory Hole were opening for Janky Rig and the Gyrating Ooh. Twins. That's how I feel their like stratospheric trajectory panning out for them. I I don't know that you got to you you what you'd have then is you know. Mr. Big and the whole gang, Tyrone Fishbone, all the boys eating a lot of humble pie to uh to to have the tables turn like that. I think they'd probably just tour on a different bill at that point. I don't think. Nah, music industry man, you gotta just take what you can get at the time. I reckon, especially because Intergalactic Glory Hole is like twelve families resting on that act. They can't afford to be too prideful with the gigs that they book. You know. Sometimes you just a, a fella's got to do what a fella's got to do. Tyrone's got kids to feed. I just think you know, there's a lot of egos in there. Ronald R. Ronald Keystone. <laughs> I love you. I was wondering because I've got you on video scope. I was wondering why your eyes suddenly flicked or something. You've looked up the names. This is great. Give me <laughs> Bory the bongo hating mole rat. I mean, there's a lot of big personalities in that band. <laughs> sure are, but Janky Rig and the Gyrating Twins. When I think about um, their kind of image and um, their visuals and stuff, it's a real Gem in the Holograms vibe to me. A lot of neon, a lot of sharp edges, a um, lot of big hair. It's it's a good gig. It's a cool, cool group. They play exclusively disco covers of Bob Marley and the Wailers. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously. We they know. would have to, th- th- this touring duo of Janky Rag and the Gyrating Twins and Intergalactic Glory Hole of basically spending all the money that they do get paying the rights back to the songwriters of the songs they're covering. It's yeah. not a profit generating And it's also, model. it's a weird match. Like you've got Disco, Bob Marley and the Wailers and then they come off and then suddenly you get this, what is it like 12, 13 piece Intergalactic Glory Hole coming out and doing scar covers of the Kinks. You're like, this is all over the fucking map. <laughs> You're really paying for an experience when you head into that gig, eh? It's a real gear change. between The first one is kind of a tricky one to warm up into just unto itself. 
and then you really you shift gears into <laughs> yeah. Bob Marley as you've never heard him before. Hell of a hell of a double bill. Yeah, really, really good concert. Um, can I share something with you? Yeah. James. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Reed from the Feelers. Fucking, yeah, James Reed of the Feelers and also in his later career, a uh, global renowned DJ apparently. He's a fucking fraud, man. Why? I'm pinning. I'm pinning this basically all off of a, a, just a brief visual of when we first see him in the club, and uh, he's just like <laughs> twirling his jacket around while everyone's going ape shit, and then in a manner like you would, like you'd throw it away, like James Brown would do. He'd get all hot under the collar and whip his top off and throw it into the crowd, but he doesn't. He just sort of like um, helicopters it above his head. And then gently puts it down and then swaps it with some assistant who's handing him a cardigan. And then he puts the cardigan yeah. on. And then we see him again and he's like got a record and he's holding it. And, and he's, he's just like fanning himself with it. That's he's so hot. No, that's, And they're real shit moves, man. Nah, he, that's, he's hyping. I thought you were going to say, like, I thought you thought he was a fraud because as he was doing that, the song changed. And you're like, you're just playing a playlist. But, oh, I'm not going to get too too drilled into the USB DJ nature of his work. That's you know, to each their own. I've I found uh, when when Zicoli is doing the walkthrough on how to how to work a party, how to mm. get the dance floor pumping. Uh, at one point on the final song, when he's talking about the magic number, 128 beats per minute, uh, he's like bringing up the song. I think I like it. Is that- and uh, as he's as he's mixing it up, uh, the other channel, the music's already playing at full blast. So, <laughs> what that would create is just a cataclysmic disaster. Because they're two completely different. Wait a minute. What? Wait. Hold on. Well, explain this to me again. So, you know, he's DJing and he's got two the two main volumes. So you've got sure. one of them, the song that's currently playing on the left hand side, is at full volume. And yes. then on the other 
the other the right hand side the other channel yeah that's the song he's mixing in yeah and he's not really mixing it; he's just changing the song but as he turns it up he doesn't pull the other volume down oh, oh i see and so, so you're watching his hands while he's doing it there'd just be because t- i i uh somehow used to book uh I'd play with a friend, another friend called Tim, friend of the podcast, Tim Lamborn, uh, who's gone on to become a very good DJ. Uh, but w- I would just make so many mistakes constantly. And one of my favorite mistakes to make would be forgetting to turn the first song down. So you're just playing two different songs at full blast. Now, you could solve that problem by using the crossfade, right? Instead of the... Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like the monitor vo- <laughs> But no, but that's not what you did, and that's not what Zakoli did. No, he made the same schoolboy error. Luckily for him, uh, they just fixed that in post. Yeah, fucking God bless those editors, eh? They could have really highlighted what a terrible DJ he is, but they didn't. They took a step back and they said, this is bigger than us. This man's got a Baywatch movie to make. I can't destroy his career before it comes out. When he was on the press junket, he was saying he's not a very good DJ. Was he saying he was a DJ, though? No, well, obviously he learned. Uh, That's not obvious, bro. <laughs> You're throwing around that term pretty liberally. It is, no, it is obvious. You know, he's, he's, getting, he's getting paid. It's just part of preparing for a role. There, there's nothing in this movie that suggests to me Look, that Zicoli actually learned how to... I'll uh, tell you how what, I know. Wait, what does is, what is James Reed from the Vela say? <laughs> Do you spin here regularly? Yeah. Um, he didn't learn how to spin. No, no, he did. I'll tell you how I know this. It's his hands we're watching. Robert De Niro drove a taxi in New York for like a few months before shooting Taxi Driver. Yeah, and that's like a renowned movie and he is a a very lord. This is the Citizen Kane of our generation. A a madman said that. Zac Efron and Robert De Niro were in a movie together. Zac was probably, you know, in between takes going to Bobby. Hey, Bob. How do you act so good? And he's like, you've got to live the role. And then Zach's like, I'm going to be a DJ in the next movie. He's like, well, you should go and drive a taxi driver in New York for a few months. (laughs) So you're right. I think Zicoli got confused. Imagine that if that was his approach to every single role and he just struck gold by accidentally getting cast as that once. Robert De Niro never wanted to be an actor. All he wants to be is a taxi driver, but he keeps getting poached for movie roles. You can't say no to that kind of money either. Good God. Mm, that's like a few fears, at least. <laughs> hey, did you see my last week's Shining Light? Um, the guy in the hardcore snippet. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, did I you did. See him? I did. So good. The reason I thought Fuck, the pole good. was orange is because he's wearing very loud orange shorts. Yeah, he's in something that sort of it isn't, but it, it suggests a road worker vibe, like high vis. Mm. construction at work it's probably funny to me because um i had mates in high school who were quite into hardcore and they've kind of nailed it like that is that is the dance the pole dance Those, yeah would it? it's like it's funny that he's got a pole but that that kind of move of like punching the air back and forward in a lever like motion is very much part of the uh the repertoire of hardcore moves the other one's like just a good windmill my mates With were always the arms. very into busting out a big windmill. Yeah. My friends were actually, I don't know if I've told you this guy, but my friends in high school were, um, uh, had a few of them who were quite good musicians and they started a band called Poo Hate. Have I t- told you about Poo Hate? I think you have told me about Poo Hate. I might have told you on the podcast even, but they were a, 
a comedy death metal band because um, the origin of the name came when uh, one of them was asking if a page, like what orientation it should be in. And he was like, uh, he said landscape, he said, no, portrait. And then Simon said, what? What? Poo hate? And then it, it sort of stuck. And they um, <laughs> they ended up forging a, a musical career out of it. I would, say you, would you call it, it a was career? In high school. It was in high. It was a high school career of music. Did they win a smoke-free rock quest? I don't know if they entered, to be honest. But they put on some gigs, like in the, uh, in the what do you call it, like the school hall, that were pretty great. And there was a lot of windmilling and and shit going on. I want to get a track listing for you. Hold on. You don't need to do that. Well, while you're doing no, that, while you can't get it, can't, too hard. Yeah, it's you, you'd have to be digging deep through your computer there, unless you keep one on file. Uh, oh my god, no, hold on. If you just Google it, it comes up. All their songs come up. If you That's Google amazing. Poo Hate. Yeah. It's got their two thousand and ten album Download the Brownload, uh, with tracks such as Sucked Off by a Goldfish, Drug Fucked and Pregnant, The Origins of Feces. Their their debut album Have they pa- have they paid you to like sneak a plug into the podcast right now? Nah. Yeah, you... I just I always respected them and their work, you know. Did you do you listen to the music? Yeah. I I think I actually snuck it onto the radio station I worked at once. It's probably why you mm. got fired. I didn't get fired, mate. I quit. And that is an important distinction to make. Um I should probably bust out my shining light, but I can't remember what it was. Oh wait. Oh, wait, I wrote it down. Fuck you, yeah, I'm a genius. Johnny Depp asks, have you seen Cole when they're in the club? Oh, no, Johnny Depp has asked that question by Jarhead. It's like right at the start of the movie um, when he's DJing in the side room where Jarhead's managed to yell at that guy on the phone to get him the better spot, to get Zicoli the better spot. Yeah. And so they're, they're all like, this is, this is the bit at the start where they're all having their, getting their collective rocks off or respective rocks off. Um, and so Jarhead opens up some cupboard and Johnny Depp's in there with like a naked woman on his lap pretty much. It's a photo, yeah, it. it's a photo booth. And, uh, he says, have you seen Cole? And John, Johnny Depp says, instead of like being annoyed or trying to be real sharp with him or just trying to give him the shortest answer possible, which would be no or no, get out of here. He says, can't say I have. And there's something very funny about picking like a too long answer in that situation that really tickled me. It is, um, I'll admit, one interpretation, a little bit disrespectful of the the girl that he's hooking up with. But another reading is that super respectful to his friend, that no matter what he's up to, he will take the time to give a more generous and polite response than is absolutely necessary, no matter the circumstances. Have you seen Cole? Let me just move my head out of the way from this half-naked woman who's on my lap who I'm currently got my tongue in her throat. Can't say I have, Jarhead. Can't say I have seen him. Are you having a good night? How are you doing? <laughs> and, yeah, well, I don't, yeah, I mean... It's friendship. <laughs> it's pretty confident to just start, you know, disrobing and banging in a photo booth. Like, that's going to be, A, probably, you know, getting a lot of foot traffic throughout the night at the club. B, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're going to leave a trail of evidence. Yep. Like, you know, for a lot of people, copulating is a private uh, thing. <laughs> Not everyone, though. 
But actually, even Johnny Depp's done the decent thing and found a little quiet space somewhere. Tucked away in a corner. I don't understand. Cole's done a bad job of alerting his friends that he's leaving. I know he's got a phone. He's bloody always recording stuff with it. Just fire off a text. Hey, boys, I'm going to some party with James Reed from the Feelers. <laughs> and then start Snapchatting when he busts out an acoustic guitar and plays Fishing for Lisa at 3 a.m. <laughs> like, and also, cool your fucking shit, Jarhead, you social maniac. Your friends don't all have to hang out with you the whole night. He brings the same level of intensity to the music festival. It's like, I can't stand people like that. Everyone's going to go and, you know, go to the music festival together. Sure, meet up occasionally, but let everyone have their own journey. Here's my beef with um, the behavior at the music festival. And I don't put this on Jarhead. I put this on Zicoli. They've gone in there with tons of fucking drugs on them. And... They're there to sell drugs. Like, that's kind of the inference. They're going to have a good time. They're going to enjoy the music. But they've gone to Las Vegas on a road trip to make a shit ton of cash because they're going to a music festival to sell pills to little kids. And Zicoli leaves his post, leaves his boys, and goes to chase tail. Is- the others could be, like, arrested and thrown in jail. And that's the kind of situation where if the ship goes down, you want everyone to be on it. They'd call up uh, the, the best lawyer in Abu Dhabi, Miranda. Uh, and hand over their passports. I didn't. I don't get the impression that they were going there expressly to sell drugs. I kind of thought that maybe they were um, going for the music. Well, the fact that when they get in the gate, the movie takes a moment to stop, but that, and that's right, all of them. To that's show just how much like they're packing. That, that's just to show off a cool visual style. It's like, and, and show how cool our boys are. It's like, hey, me, Maximum Joseph, the guy making this movie. I'm a cool dude. I put an x-ray shot in my movie. And also, all the boys, all the characters in the movie I'm making, they're all cool dudes. They've got drugs in their pockets. I feel like the boys have turned this uh, business trip into a social call in the same way that Adam Sandler approaches movie making. It's like, there's work to be done, and this is a business transaction. There are financials that will take precedence, but we're going to have a fucking great time doing it. Yeah. And yeah, once you wind up there, it's sort of the business side becomes secondary. It's like, well, something will happen anyway. No, nah, but that's my beef. Like, the stakes are so damn high with these boys. If they get caught with all damn drugs in the state of Nevada, they're probably all going to prison immediately for some time. Yeah. Because they, they, they ta- they're taking acid to the music festival, and they don't really... Now, the more I think about it, they don't strike me as hallucinogenic boys. Are they taking acid? I think they're, they're, they're taking acid there. But uh, that's obviously... it was all uppers. No, uppers, Wait, downers... They say the word, they're not taking acid, isn't they're not on the drug oh, yeah. acid. They're bringing it in. They're yeah, bringing yeah, yeah, acid yeah, sure. in. And that's, sure. that's a tell that you're right. And they are there to, to peddle drugs. Yeah. I, I just think it's a dick move. I, I like, I get, I get that you're young and you're in love as a coolie. And I love that you're pursuing your passion, your desire, as the song says. But your boys are so good to each other that Johnny Depp doesn't even like, give a real, uh, is turgid the word? Like, short, sharp answer while he's hooking up with someone to Jarhead, who he doesn't even like that much. But they're, they're boys. They're boys out there together doing drug selling <laughs> as a clan. And if you're doing that, you need to stick together. Yeah. Look, I, I feel like uh, I, I stand by Zaccoli on this one. He did the right thing. Well, he did the wrong thing by having sex with his friend's girlfriend. She also did the wrong thing by having sex with her boyfriend's friend. 
See, this is this. I don't know if I got onto this last week, but this was what I was thinking last week. This movie would be so rad. Wow, rad. I don't know if that's the right word. Probably. If um, Sophie was hooking up with tons of dudes too. So like, because James Reed, you see him passing all these different girls in different situations. It kind of does a little cut to shot and he's hooking up with someone in the club they're playing at. So he's cheating on Sophie tons. But I just thought it would be a great like, evening of uh of of everything if she is also cheating on him constantly yeah and then would... she hooks up with Zuccoli and it's like i don't know does she you can't get too mad about it i i it would certainly be more even-handed i mean they haven't really fleshed out the sophie character heaps do you like that i'm pronouncing Zuccoli Zuccoli now i don't know where that came from but i think it might be here to stay is it coolie? I'm all f- I'm all for it. Cool. I yeah. just it's just like it's just it's not. F- I don't know. Of course, it's not fun. Seven- no, it's not. This one, holy smokes! This one was not fun. No serious. I was vibe. getting really petty when I was watching the movie. Like when Zakoli's doing the Zakoli's doing the walkthrough for how to get the dance floor pumping, and he talks about the heartbeat, and he says, "I start mm. off at 120, the heartbeat of a long distance runner." And then, yeah. <laughs> and they overlay it with footage of like four people carrying batons and sprinting on a track. I'm like, that's yeah. not long distance running. That's uh, a relay, and the biggest relay I know is 400 meters. That's not even middle distance. I mean, you can't sprint for 400 meters. That's a scientific fact. But that is not but, long distance running. Do you know? I saw that this week, and I was like, because this is all being told from the perspective of Zakuli. That's what he thinks it is. So when we see him running and stuff, no wonder. You know when the the camera's like following him when his um, phone runs out of uh, battery. battery. And he's also he's running in overhead like big headphones. I actually oh, no one does that. I tried that last for, for the first time last week uh, in Melbourne. I ran on a treadmill uh, and to, when I was doing, it, I was like, oh, I I just wear these headphones because I wanted to listen to a podcast when I was running, which I yeah. don't usually do. I will never do that again. It is <laughs> disgusting. You take because you've you've got really good big like whole ear headphones, eh? Yeah, and it's just it's not a done thing. Nah, it's annoying because the cable gets everywhere as well. Big thick cable in the way. It's no good. But anyway, I I love the idea that because um, you see him get real puffed out and he stops like kind of dead on the street at one point because he's so puffed. And it's because he thinks that running is just like going full tit and seeing how how far you can last. You got to just pull it back a little bit, Z Dog. God damn it! I yeah I, yeah. I think you're right there because I was thinking throughout the movie. I'm like, God, he's running fast. Like every time he goes for a run, yeah. he's running so fast. This is why he th- he thinks that a long distance runner is performing a sprint. He's he's very mixed up in the head. That's all right. Well, hey, when. Out of curiosity, Tim, when's the last time you ran as fast as you can? I couldn't recall. Uh, I've started trying to go for runs again recently, um, but I, I. That's a different thing, though. Like, when's the it's last a completely time different thing. you were like, you know what I'm curious about? How quickly I can run. And you just were sprinting. I, I genuinely don't like the last memory I have of me doing that is um, I've got a very vivid memory of doing it when I was about I must have been 12 years old and we, it was at a school camp kind of a thing 16 was, years ago yeah it's the last those, time you were moving at the at the fastest pace you can physically move at it's the last one I can remember because there was a big slip and slide 
uh, like a huge one. I remember it being huge, but I was a bit smaller, so maybe it's perspective. And it went down a hill, like it was a real big, good one, down a hill. And someone went on it, and um, one of the metal pegs that was holding it in place snapped off on one person. Then another person went and cut themselves, Ugh. cut their leg open. Yes, yeah, sorry, it's yucky. It was real yucky at the time. And um, it was like a proper open gash, and I uh, fucking gunned it to get back to the like main campy bit to get a, a medical person to come uh. That story took Help a real turn. When you were like the fastest I ran and I was at camp and there was a slip and slide, I thought you were like, and I wanted to get a big run up so I could do the fastest and best slide. But nah, nah it's just a, a grisly medical problem. Yeah, sorry. Sorry about it. Um. Anyway, look, we should we should wrap this up, And mate. talking about it, are you now curious about how fast, do you want to go and see how far, do you want to go try sprinting? Uh, I would be interested, definitely. I reckon I'm so much slower than I used to be. I do, I can feel my body aging these days. It's not good. I was on Kevin Hart's Instagram last night. That guy's in great shape. How old? He's like thirty six or so, or or younger, thirty four ish. I think he was born in his handles like seventy nine. Or no, his Snapchat's Kevin Hart seventy nine. I'm gonna add him on Snapchat. Um. Yeah, I find we it's, can't I, we can't I, leave this Chekhov's gun just hanging, I'm, hanging on a coffee table. I'm looking Give it up. Kevin I'm Hart's looking it up age. for you. Um, I love it when celebrities can't get their own name as the as their handle or whatever. He's 36. He was born in 79. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's always a good. Yeah, they've got to put some number after, but they're the real one. Because <laughs> if you're a celebrity, you become the real version of the thing. Like. I think John Mulaney did a tweet at J- Donald Trump about it ages ago. <laughs> oh, that he had to grab the real... Well, Donald Trump, Donald does, Trump. Yeah, he doesn't have his own name. It's like, it good. how can you be the president of a country if you don't even have your own <laughs> fucking name as your handle on Twitter? I get... Because Obama's the first president on Twitter, so I guess you just inherit that POTUS one. Oh, do you know what? I downloaded an app yesterday, which apparently is the real words of the Pope, and he, like, updates the message each day. How good is that? I'm not even very Catholic. That is good. I got christened, but I haven't really, you know. Did you? I got baptized. Kept, yeah. Is that now? Maybe I'm thinking of the wrong one. Maybe I got baptized. Whatever you get when you're a Catholic, this is so bad. My mum's going to be so ashamed of me when she hears. Oh yeah, she listens, doesn't she? On occasion, she has. Yeah, let's wrap it up. This is going nowhere. Absolutely. Uh, let me mention, uh, to end on as well, that there is a moment in this movie where Squirrel has a blonde fringe. I really like Squirrel. Me too. He's a level headed boy. When, they, when they're in the, um, when he's getting just absolutely destroyed by Sarah in the car and mm. his mum's station wagon and she's just yeah. fucking the bejesus out of our young boy. Yes. Off mic. The only noises you hear him make is she says, where are those nuts, squirrel? You, you, you're hiding those nuts. It's not winter yet. All you hear him say is, no. It's <laughs> <laughs> good. And what a delightful note to end on. Thank you so much for listening, being with us on this journey, our final season, our final year, our final foray into this odd little, um, little project. Yeah. Uh, it's a pain in the ass, but... You, you know make what? it. You we're make gonna, it. We're going to do it anyway. I don't know if that's true, but we're going to do it anyway. Thank you very much to this episode's sponsor, Big Pipe, BigPipe.co.nz. If you live in New Zealand and you don't have enough fiber in your internet diet, make sure you go there. 
and tell him that we sent you. And on that, Guy, I would like to bid you an adieu. We didn't mention this, but you're in Australia again. Um, I'm in New Zealand. So hopefully next time I see you, we'll be in the flesh. Yeah, that's absolutely what's going to be happening. And uh, remember, everybody, don't bro me if you don't know me. Are you going to play that dastardly intro again? Ow! This movie's still fine. There's a Coley One of them dies, that guy's screw. One of them's a hottie, his name is Jay. One of them looks like Johnny Depp, and his name is Johnny Depp. Classic Maximum Joseph. You forget that films are supposed to have a point. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.